0: Broadcasting from deep within plastic country, it's All The Toys with Jedi Cole and Andrew. You might have heard some of the toys, or a lot of toys, but we said all the toys. Join us as we unpack the psychology, relationships,
1: and fun of our obsession and explore the madness that is collecting. This is All The Toys. Hey, everybody, welcome to All of the Toys. I just got my co-host uh, started before we even started. That's great. That was great. You never know what to expect here. It's, radio. At- it's,
0: it's live radio,
1: ladies and gentlemen. It's pre-recorded, but it was recorded live.
0: That's right. Right. We're cut. We don't frozen. cut this shit. What do you think? We got time for that? No, we got time for that.
1: right. <laughs> So live with it. But we are here on the third episode yes. of this brand new show, uh, which is going to be our alternating with the the old Hey Kids comics. And lo and behold, what happened between shows? Right. But the first annual, we're told... PulseCon,
0: the first ever, yeah, like of all time, uh, remote I event mean, like, like it's this.
1: The problem with first annual, <laughs> for one, well, it's the first ever, even if you intended to be annual. And number two, you never know when a meteor going the well, earth. Well, I was going to gonna say, right now, God knows. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's where they were smart, though. <laughs> they got their first annual in the worst year, Tolio. <laughs>
0: It's, you're not wrong you're not wrong you, i will so yes yes hasbro PulseCon happened um in the intermission between batman or no it wasn't batman It was hey kids comics a-o scale no. and uh s- scale in this which is yeah which is great you know um
1: oh well, the timing was brilliant and it was two days of I'm told amazing panels, even though I had the opportunity to probably tune some of it in. Uh, <laughs> the one time I tried, it was probably the worst time.
0: <laughs> Did you turn it in during one of the musical events
1: that I, wasn't I Tenacious so. D? I think it was Nickelback. So I, you <laughs> yeah, know, I, naturally, Nickelback. I turned tuned out. You know?
0: Well, what happened was Nickelback uh, just uh, max-headroomed the uh, feed and jumped in from their living room unannounced and not on the schedule and just played photograph, and then they got kicked off.
1: (laughs) That's that uh, song about the Victrola, isn't it? It is.
0: Listen to this phonograph.
1: It
0: it goes... No, that's the wax cylinder
1: one. Which one was that? Oh, that's right. That was the Edison cylinder one.
0: (laughs) I really like that Edison movie. I gave my parents uh, The Current War, which is the... Westinghouse, Edison, oh, yeah. uh, whatever movie for my father's birthday recently, uh, and my mom called me to let me know she liked the Edison movie, and I'm like, well, I know what side you stand on now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it, wow. It's not Tesla. It's not yeah, Westinghouse.
1: Who the hell
0: is Tesla? <laughs> the movie has a, was a three-way war. That's why they called it The Current War. She's like, that Edison movie was great. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right but
1: they have coverage of a trying to uh, desperately to electrocute an elephant or they do no they do oh, that's impressive you I'm... haven't seen this movie i ne- i know i need to. you
0: need to see this. It, it is a uh this just turned into a movie corner um you need to do, do you want me to say that they should make uh, a new show michael sheehan and uh benedict cumberbatch figures from this movie <laughs> From the, uh, I'm
1: surprised they order. haven't. I, who doesn't NECA? want a be Yeah, Benedict Cumberbridges. <laughs>
0: yeah, a Michael Sheen. Uh, not a Zod figure, but a uh, Edison Tesla combination two pack with a right with a light bulb and a top hat. Um, no, yeah, Paul. I watched
1: better still. I want a uh, figure of David Bowie as Nikola Tesla, from the Prestige. Well,
0: I was going to say we have a really good likeness of Hugh Jackman now.
1: Oh, that's so true.
0: I bet you I could just whip you back up. back that
1: hair and put a stovepipe <laughs> on him. And...
0: I bet you I could whip you up a really good prestige figure at this point. <laughs> Holy shit. I could. Yeah,
1: there uh, is, because you've got the, the Jareth. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Give me the Jareth figure. The just huge just put mini. a big hat on him and a, a foppish coat. And All just, right. Like, I'm, gonna,
0: I'm calling it now. We're going to have a special... Um, a special edition of this, hopefully with Warren Jacobson at some point, where we talk about um, our favorite uh, or, or our our dream bust-ups of uh, kit-bashed uh, figures that shouldn't exist that we can make now because we have rotoscope. So I, I, we'll figure out when to do that. It'll be down the road quite a ways, but I have a yeah. feeling we can do it. But anyway, Hasbro Pulse. I watched mm, 80%. I think I got to see a little bit of each panel, at least, if not the whole panel. Um, I will say I we we have our beef. We have some beef. I have some beef. What's my
1: beef? What's my beef? Yeah, we
0: have where where is the beef? I can tell you where the beef is. We're going to
1: we're going to do some retro uh, Jay Leno there. What's my beef? (laughs)
0: That's pretty good. That's a, your Jay Leno is on par with your uh, Joker, with your Mark <laughs> Hamill Joker. Um, they're kind of the same. Watch
1: my base, fat, man. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Uh, but the overall, for what it was, it was pretty damn fantastic. Um, the The presentation of it, I didn't know what to expect you know, going into it, but the, but the, but the, we're all forced into, uh, a world of zoom calls and, um, and, uh, like, uh, uh, multi-person, uh, teams meetings and, and these events now where, you know, uh, let's get, a uh, let's get the head of marketing on the, you know, give, give the head of marketing the floor. And then he's in like a He's in his basement. He's in Uncle Touchy's puzzle basement with a mm-hmm. with an old newspaper behind him, like on the wall, where some you know the World's Fair or something. And he's like, "Well, I think in the fourth quarter, this was everything I wanted it to be. It was so from Jump Street. What you had was the host um, of the event, uh, dead kind of dead center, and the host was um, Jackie Jennings, who uh, does a lot for Sci Fi Wire." Um, you know, wrote has written for various TV shows, um, and has produced very But but I know her the most from being on Sci-Fi Wire, which is like the the sci the Sci-Fi Channel's kind of news and and topical shows. Um, but she's dead center hosting the thing, and then around her is sort of like a um a circular uh, a topiary garden of uh, different Hasbro licenses <laughs> and. As she moves from license to license, it lights up this quadrant of that kind of kind of circle, and you know brings it into focus with different details, and and they kind of take it through it like as a story almost. Uh, and the, the 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 technology was great. the The transitions were seamless to the different panels. Uh, there weren't any big hiccups as far as. Uh, you know, uh, like Skype calls, which Cole and I know all about, big hiccups <laughs> and Skype calls. Um, and the talent they had was fantastic. Um, everybody you could tell was highly passionate about whatever their license was and whatever they were doing. Um, their special guests, I was telling Cole about uh, Matthew Lillard, of all people, apparently runs a, a Dungeons & Dragons company now, making miniatures and <laughs> and, and things like that. And, and you could tell he just loves it. You know, this is... Uh, Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo movies and the guy that was in 13 Ghosts in every early 90s movie that you could possibly name. And this guy just loves D&D. Uh, what's his name? Joe uh, Joe Werewolf Boy from True Blood. Uh, Joe uh, Mangianello, the, the guy that's playing uh, Deathstroke in the Batman movie or was supposed to. Okay. Is a giant celebrity D&D player. Loves it. Uh, John Cena in bad Bumblebee cosplay. <laughs> I mean, they brought out big names for this thing. They brought out, uh, Ernie Hudson had a great panel. Um, Ernie Hudson's always a get though. We know that from the convention circuit. Yeah. Um, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, who's directing the Ghostbusters movie was on the Hasbro. I mean, this is the thing. None of these guys have anything to do. <laughs> They're all stuck at home. Um, Henry Golding, who's playing snake eyes, uh, was on there. Uh, Cole for you. They had, uh, Ashley Eckstein and, uh, D. Bradley Baker from, uh, the I think, they're, they're the voices. I think Ashoka, isn't she?
1: I think you're right. Yeah, that sounds correct.
0: Uh, local boy made good, Andre Meadows, was there for, he moderated the uh, Power Rangers panel from a black nerd comedy. Um, and then uh, a bunch of the Power Rangers were there. Like, they did a great job. Uh,
1: well, to, it's It sounds like what they did was treat it like a convention,
0: albeit virtual. They did. The only thing was that was missing was being there. You know, that's that was like that's the part that that struck me as odd. I would have loved to have been there, but I don't think it would have been as smooth if I would have been. <laughs> you know, there's always some weird convention shit that happens. So, yeah. I I felt like it was very very well done. Um, so, Cole, you know a lot of the reveals and a lot. So, what was your highlights and takeaways from PulseCon?
1: Wow, the, what was funny is. Okay, this was what, Thursday and Friday, or Friday and Saturday, what were the days of the
0: Friday the and Saturday, I believe. Yeah, it was
1: Friday and Saturday were the dates of con, and so all day, my messenger, my uh, my email, not email, my... Uh, text messages? Text messages were just, uh, I don't know when I've ever had uh, <laughs> that much coverage, and it was pretty much just burning up my text
0: I was I was live I was live tweeting PulseCon into oh, your text I know. message box. Just,
1: and at one point, you know, it was like, okay, you know, tomorrow or later today or something is Marvel Legends. I said, Yeah, just let me know when they do uh, <laughs> when, when Jocasta comes up because if you've heard me on any number of venues or seen me on any number of venues over the years, you know that Jocasta is from the Avengers is one of my top picks forever. It's
0: a white whale for you.
1: Yeah, because every now and again, uh, especially because I started out as a three-inch collector, and on my wish list from those days, Jacosta was there. And then as I became a Marvel Legends collector, Jacosta, and I've always felt to her right. I think they may have done a three and three-quarter inch Jacosta at one point. I'm not a hundred percent, but it was not the sort of say uh, Perez era version. Right, and to me, that's the only one worth even thinking about.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just a stickler for sometimes the the versions. Like, you know, I need the the Perez era beast. Yeah, not the kitty cat beast that the Grant
0: Morrison, Joss Whedon beast. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, there's certain places where I'm, I'm willing to concede, but others, like I'm glad in the Legends they went with the proper classic 2001 Machine Man. Yes. And not the saw hand version. Not Sunglasses was, Cool Guy. Yeah, it was, was wasted upon us in later years. I mean, I, I get it, but it has no place in my collection. So, you know, next thing I know, damn it, here's Jocasta. Yeah. And you're right. She was kind of a white whale to me. And then one of the things that I really love is the Bring on the Bad Guys. Yeah. All villain. Oh, yeah. oh, it was great. This is unprecedented, and I uh, damn near had a website showing me some slides there, but it's not cooperating. Um, but there's some amazing stuff coming out of this, and one of the really especially amazing things for me is the title of this line. And for the unfamiliar, back in the 70s, Prior to the first trade paperbacks, you would get these oddball collections. They were just anthology collections. They would like, oh, just take an issue of nine different titles and put them under one cover. <laughs> and one such was called Bring on the Bad Guys. And I think it's still in print to this day. But I remember distinctly that title. I think my brother may have even had a copy of that. It was just such a cool thing. And back when I was thinking about digitally scanning and digitally inking all of the hundred-and-something covers that uh, Steve McCauley and I did of our so-called atrocious universe right. into a collected self-published edition that would be this print-on-demand type of thing. So the five copies that would ever sell um, would at least see the light of day, uh, four of which would be bought by me. <laughs> I, was going be, I was going to call that Bring on the Bad, Comma guys. <laughs> Nice, because that was the whole idea—ridiculous characters we could conceive of. So, you know, to see that title be given level of reverence is just a treat. Yeah. And then another holy grail, another white whale that's been on my list since the advent of the build-a-figure, and then some, <laughs> was none other than Stilt Man. We, Cole, God bless you.
0: We put that into the universe, God, probably eight or nine years ago. It had to be a while ago. You had the brilliant idea. It spun out of your idea for doing. Oh, what was her name of the Serpent Society?
1: Oh, uh, Anaconda, I think maybe, or maybe like Bush. Is it Bushmaster? Is no. the one that has the snake body? Yeah. No, Princess Python. Princess Python. A, yeah, where yeah, where just, we
0: wanted different you get segments. A piece
1: of the... Of the python with her, and then you'd get yeah more segments. You'd have a giant ass python at the end instead of a half assed one as an accessory.
0: And we talked about stilt man having everybody you know you have a stilt man body and then um, legs, just just extensions for stilt man's legs as tall as you can make a stilt man, and how much and how much you know rebuy. All of those legs would have, because you know that there would be some jerks out there like us that want like a thirty-five foot exactly. tall stilt man, like you did with Multiple Man. Um,
1: <laughs> and yeah, o- I, think I have twenty-seven Multiple Man three and three-quarter inch figures.
0: <laughs> and lo and behold, lo and behold, after some um, teases for the past couple months, they yes. reveal Stilt Man, <laughs> and I was I was floored that they actually did it. I was I was shocked and and pleasantly shocked because yes. what a great concept man just what a great concept that is so we're getting a stilt man yes we're getting a Jostica yes we're getting um you called this one as well the Hellfire Club guards yes that uh, was
1: one I love the um, Hasbro Pulse having the troop builder type cares. Yes. And making them slightly cheaper. I think you're about five bucks less than the average bear. To the point where I'm considering getting a Hydra and uh, AIM figures so that I can eventually get the, I think they're they're showing up now already, the Hellfire Club. And
0: yeah.
1: I, I would just love to have like a display of minions.
0: Yeah, a minion display. Um,
1: also... Which makes me maybe consider the Hand Ninja where I wouldn't normally.
0: Yeah, I'll probably end up getting a hand. I mean, engine.
1: I'll probably buy the damn hand because he's got silk Man's feet.
0: <laughs> they nailed it, man. They got us for a year, because on top of all that, you get this great Kang figure, this insanely cool Kang figure, and it, it was released as part of the Joe Fixit wave. Which make him why? Why is he green? You you nailed why yeah. he's green, but you know, like, come on.
1: Yeah, he, he he's kind of a muddy green, so I don't know if they really understood he was supposed to be gray. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's too late to re to rework everything there'll be a gray joe fix it that will come out the as a deluxe figure
0: okay um mark it now that's, cole's calling it gonna happen because he was right about uh, this figure too about three years ago in one of our uh one of our hasbro uh marvel legends wish list shows over on hey kids comics he called for the the mighty thunderstrike to have its own figure and lo and behold we getting a thunderstrike.
1: but now he thunderstrike.
0: Thunder so apparently we're just gonna we're covering the Marvel Legends uh, panel now, which is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we're we can jump to back
0: another, to another panel, jump but... right?
1: Right back into that. But uh, what amazes me is Jocasta, I find out about Jocasta what last week. Yes. And then I went back and like I, I should go ahead and put my order in on Pulse. Sold out. Like what is the right? And then I went over, and Amazon puts Jocasta up, but none of the rest of the damn Avengers. I was <laughs> like, I may as well look at the other ones. No Iron Man, you know, no Kang, no Falcon, no nothing. Like, what in the flying hell? And then, uh, of course, I think now they, they eventually all show up. But anyway, uh, yesterday I discovered... It's arriving to me on Friday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they they, were about a week
1: after I heard about the damn thing.
0: They pushed that so fast. And, you know, the rest of that Bring on the Bad Guys wave, you get figures that I never knew I wanted until I saw them. We've talked about those.
1: We finally got a reveal on the Bring on the Bad
0: Yes. Yeah. But you
1: get. Uh, Because it was sort of a mystery for a while. But somebody. Managed to suss that out. I haven't seen, but very few photos.
0: Right, there are photos out there of an arcade figure, which holy hell! I, I never know. knew I wanted an arcade figure I, until you I wrote
1: saw it. and told me. I never knew I wanted arcade
0: <laughs> until I saw this arcade, this great retro Dormammu figure that you were talking about. Uh, looks fantastic.
1: Dead on. That is
0: a great uh, retroized. Because I'm looking at mine over there, and it's not the same. It's a great retro Jim Starlin Thanos figure, uh, deluxe figure that they're releasing as well that I'm really excited about. And then there's, like, just a whole bunch of, like, other bad guys that I'm super excited to get. Do you have that list? Because it wasn't part of the con. Oh,
1: let me see if I can find that because, yeah, it wasn't, and uh – I finally found something with a little bit more comprehensive coverage of things.
0: Well, while you're looking for that, I think a couple of the big ones for me. Because
1: um, I think I sent you a, a text about that.
0: You did, but a couple of the big ones. Let's for see me if I can find it. Okay, is one is the one is we're finally getting a Firestar figure, which is super exciting. It, it's been it's been on the wish list for everybody for a really long time. And we're, so we can make Spider-Man and his amazing friends now with the retro Bobby Drake figure, the Firestar figure, and the retro Spider-Man figure. Um, also, there's a retro Super 70s Moira McTaggart figure. <laughs> I, I was
1: wondering if that was supposed to be Maury McTaggart with the pork pie hat. Yes. How cool is that? I mean, that is
0: pretty amazing. That is awesome. There's also two that figures. That is like
1: a Scottish uh, yeah. biologist as you like them. Yes. Who,
0: who would have thunk? Again, figures I never knew I wanted until I saw them. And then there's two that I want that I probably am not going to get, and we'll talk about that either later this show or on a different show, and that is the retro uh, – animated Gambit and rogue figures that are going to be target exclusives, which I will say this. So this is as far as I'm going to go with this. What?
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just stumbled on something I didn't know. Um, Apparently I sold my extra silver surfer uh, Walgreens, silver surfers in the right moment. Uh, Silver. If you don't have silver surfer Walgreens, EB games, whatever the hell that is. A, I guess you'd call it the worthy Silver Surfer. It's,
0: it is from uh, the Thanos comic book where he kind of travels to the end of time and meets himself. And the last the last adversary for Thanos in the universe is Silver Surfer, who is he's he's he is the worthy Silver Surfer. So he's got Mjolnir and, the, and it's this it's this like three comic battle between this Silver Surfer and Thanos. And it's pretty really, it's pretty rad, actually. <laughs> but yes, that is that Silver Surfer that's, that's coming out. Yes, worthy Silver Surfer. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Oh, no, I just that's got excited.
1: That's thunder Strike for that matter.
0: I had a very exciting uh Captain America, I get that reference moment there. I'm back now. <laughs> um but yeah, the <clears throat> I will say this. The Marvel watching the Marvel panel on YouTube, which is where they jut you to from the Hasbro Pulse website when you're watching the panels, if you watched it with your comments on The moment that they mentioned Target or Walmart exclusives, it is gladiatorial
1: comments. <laughs>
0: it, is, it is a brigade. It is a wall of text of just angry, angry fans. And that is, if we need to talk about one of the misses from PulseCon or Hasbro as itself in 2020, it is exclusivizing. And again, this is you know, I wanna subtitle this show because because we were doing this as a limited run, you know, collecting in the time of, of you know, coronavirus. It's like love in the time of cholera, except mm-hmm. collecting in the time of coronavirus. I'm curious five years from now, for somebody, um, I'm looking at you, Matt Morrison, somebody to do really extensive research into the collection zeitgeist during this time period and figure out what's been happening. Yeah. Um because of the fact that you know Hasbro has decided to create these exclusives and sell these exclusive lines directly to retailers instead of putting them on their website and make some really wild choices for their exclusives as well, like not fan channel, like
1: oh exactly, and you know for example Walgreens uh, as a recent exclusive had the. Um... The best, moon, you know, Moon Knight that was so good, I bought one for myself. Yeah, it's a great Moon Knight. It is the best Moon Knight that's uh, ever been released. You know, and I don't give a rat's ass about Moon Knight, and I wanted this. Day. But, okay, so Walgreens is all well and good, but I found two in the same day in the same town, at two different Walgreens, one each, and it was shoved way at the back of all the old Ant-Mans and yeah. Medusas and uh, stuff from five years ago, you know, Enchantress. And then you know that's it. Yeah, it's it's incredibly difficult because Walgreens has these exclusives, but they're a drugstore, yeah. and they're the people in charge of making this exclusivity happen in the first place. Don't you know? There, there's no way they can impart to the store level, "Hey, this is vitally important,"
0: you know. But it's not. But that's I think th- therein lies the problem. Is that. If, you, if you're t- RIP Toys R Us, right, and KB yeah. Toys, those places were tied, you know, had the pulse and were tied in directly to uh, your collectors, your, your people mm-hmm. like you and me, right? This is important. These are important. The, the problem with a Walgreens or a Target or a Walmart, and Target's a whole other animal, and I've been seeing some fairly disturbing reports. I, I can't speak to the validity. But uh, a lot of reports um, in regards to Target, which, you know, I, I would like to talk to somebody on the inside to get some validity on that. But, yeah. um, you know, at the very least, the, the uh, it, it, is, it is stocking shelves. So my theory as to why all those figures were out front is uh, for a Walgreens is a FIFO solution it's a first in first out yeah these got to go behind so we can sell these other ones first not understanding that you know all these it's it's a whole thing and and I know Cole that I think maybe the next issue and you'll have to you'll have to uh, validate this but I think we should do uh your your collection uh your collector's assassin show full- on oh yeah an hour long on exclusivity and what it's done to the collector's market, especially now, because we frankly... And yet it
1: perpetuates.
0: Yeah. You oh, know, it, it's Year warps. in, year
1: out. And it, yeah, escalating. It's become worse now.
0: Yeah. And I wanted... I, it deserves a whole hour. We could talk about it now, but we would lose some of the traction on some of the really cool stuff that was talked about um, if we decide right now to do that. Um, but it it was a Spectre. It was, it was a... Um, it was a Jacob Marley... Esque specter hanging over PulseCon. Yeah, I, I will say that because, like, you could not open the YouTube. I
1: mean, ideally, if someone was paying attention and cares as this deluge follows each exclusive announcement, you know, ideally, someone's going to say, Hey, this is. I think it has
0: to be more than that, man. I think if you would have seen it, and I sent you, I think, a screenshot. Of just one, like, a, a, a snippet, a section, a second of the comments.
1: Yes, yeah, yes, you did.
0: But that was hours of comments. Hours yeah. and hours of just walls.
1: And walls you and know, walls. You have to ask, are you putting that comment section out there as lip service, or are you, do you genuinely care? Is somebody going to go and review this?
0: You know somebody who's watching it land. like, holy shit, man. We, you, somebody was losing their minds. Because if you watch the panels, these guys are wildly, this wasn't like, you know, like I was saying, this this wasn't like watching Tim Cook on an Apple thing, you know, where you're kind of like, uh, okay, whatever, dude. Like, these guys were <laughs> super passionate about what they were doing and what they were talking about. You know, you had the guys that were sculpting this stuff. You had the guys that, you know, the marketing team that was getting the art together, talking about everything. Like, these guys were like. Hyper passionate, and you you can't fake that kind of excitement. That's true. And then you had this just wall. It was Orwellian almost because you had this genuine compassion for the product up on the screen, and then you had this wall, this brigading wall of just negative comments.
1: Exactly. Yes, and I'm hoping that the message is meant because Hasbro Pulse at least suggests that you know they want to they want this feedback, they want this data, but You know, I'm I'm hoping that something will come of that.
0: Well, and, you know, there were some. really But it's
1: kind of hard because you can't. uh...
0: Yeah. Outside of Marvel, there were some really cool reveals. Um, And I want to talk about my favorite thing that happened. My favorite thing that happened. And it went after the Magic the Gathering panel, which was the first panel, which was from like 10 to 11 in the morning Eastern, Um, which, you know, was cool. I watched some of it like. I don't play magic, but as you know, as Cole knows, and a lot of our listeners know, I I did uh, I did work in and out of a game shop for a while there in in Capel, Texas, and you know I still kind of <laughs> there's a there's a fondness in my heart for magic, so I watched it. But then they kicked off their Dungeons and Dragons panel, and I for and I missed the first um, I missed the first ten minutes of it, and then I picked it back up with and Matthew Lillard was on there talking about his stuff and it was really cool. Cause he's super passionate. And you know, they were talking about um, all the different campaigns that are coming out, which I thought was really, um, and they, they had a, they had a slide up in between all of this stuff that had, that was apropos of nothing. They had an older slide up that said, um, Drist figure reveal. And I'm like, and I'm just looking at it like, what the what? But I
1: also remember you you writing to me, Dungeons and Dragons panel, and then later, well, no toys. Yeah,
0: because I didn't see the reveal. I was like, no, well, I guess. And about halfway through, I was like, I guess we're not getting it again because for thirty damn years of my life, as a you know, as a um, as a as an avid toy collector and avid comic collector, and some of the first books I ever read, unbidden. You know that wasn't like my mom oh, I was foisting telling... Stephen King and Dean Koontz yeah. novels on me at a, way too young an age. <laughs>
1: um, I was telling Catherine as we get to this, uh, this is in your wheelhouse. This is your, this is where you've been very heavily.
0: This started at all. My favorite author of all time is R. A. Salvatore. My favorite books of all time are the Icewind Dale trilogy, and the main character there, are the companions of the hall. Uh, But the main character in the books and then there was after the first three books, there were three more books. that was a prequel all focused around this character. And that's Driss Dwarden and Driss Dwarden. I've waited 30 years for a good Driss action figure and we got it, baby. We got a Marvel Legends style with his with his signature fantasy panther. (laughs) And I lost my mind. I called you. I called Lacey. (laughs) I called my mom and dad. (laughs) If I would have had Ari Salvador's number, I would have called him too. I, I lost my mind. This is the most exciting thing that happened to me in toys for probably my entire life. It was the fastest I ever, my finger was on the trigger at five o'clock when that thing dropped to pre-order that sucker as fast as humanly possible. (laughs) And I did. Um, The most exciting thing in toys for me to have, I think, ever happened. You know, I don't, I can't think of another thing, you know, because we always know we're going to get another Wolverine figure. You know, we always know we're going to get another Captain America figure. We know, you know, I I always wanted G.I. Joe six inch figures, but it wasn't something that, it wasn't this. And this is it. Like, I can't think of another, another thing that would have made me as, thrilled as this did and it's floored me floored me so this was my most exciting thing to happen 30 (laughs) years in the making literally 30 years in the making and i can't wait for december i just can't i've already got a shrine ready for this sucker to go in um but that also opens the door to having all of the champions of the hall you know there's a lord of the rings level mythology built around
1: Oh, exactly.
0: This this figure line, or this this kind of mythology, and I can tell you I'm not going to bore you with it, but I could list twenty figures right now that you could put into you could you could put into waves of these uh, for these characters, and probably twenty more if you wanted me to. So I'm excited for what the future's for this. I'm sorry to get on my to get in my soapbox. No, but... The
1: thing about it is there's so much that they can do with this because there were so many, That was what the, um, what was that range of novels? I'm suddenly the drawn Forgotten blind.
0: Realms novels. Yeah. Forgotten realms. Oh yeah.
1: And then you've got whatever, like Ravenloft uh-huh. and uh,
0: dark and, sun, it's... uh, all the Harper's Yeah, There's books. so
1: many places they can go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's what wild. Uh, uh, The, uh, the, the Dragonlance book series had a, the same level of mythology that you could that you could build out of. So there are probably easily, easily a hundred figures that you could you could put into production today that would sell. You know, they're gonna sell in the oh, premium God. market. They're gonna sell through Hasbro Pulse, the premium market, they're gonna sell at your comic shops and your game shops, but they'll sell. And so I'm super excited about this. Because this doesn't happen. Like no. Without without having a, a comic book or a movie to back it up, like you you aren't getting um you you aren't getting yeah, Jack is, Reacher
1: figures. You, <laughs> yeah, this is a hundred percent recognition of nostalgia. Oh, God,
0: it's so good. It just it gives me chills right now. I I, I want to move on. Um, I mean, before,
1: I've got a no dog
0: in the fight, and it's like, It is it is because it means a sea change. It means well, a recognition. And the thing
1: about it is. When I did uh, on my live uh, streaming video show on Dallas on Air Isle of Toys first and third Sunday of every month, don't
0: miss an opportunity from nine thirty to ten thirty A.M. Central. ABC (laughs) That's
1: right. Now you know. Um, The last episode titled "Here Be Dragons." Yeah, and it it occurred to me that just a crap ton of dragon toys over you know the last. 60 or 100 years, you know? Yeah. And it was so satisfying to do the research for that. But in so doing, I was reminded, I just sort of crossed my mind, oh, I can't do this and not mention the um, LJN's Dungeons and Dragons line.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: How cool would it be if, you know, Hasbro could do the same character types? That LJN did only better, you know. So you wouldn't have the crappy uh, like the Roper with the yeah. with just rubber with the wire <laughs> right. arms. Make a really legitimate Roper action figure, and uh, you know, make all those characters. And you know, I I don't know what the ramifications of that are legally. You know, can they just copy what these other guys who are long gone did and and get away with it or you know, it, but it'd be fun to see that if it's feasible.
0: Right. All right. Let's, let's move on to star Wars. Cause I know we need to talk about that before we're done with the, with the show. So let's get into that now. So you're the star Wars guy.
1: What do we yeah, got? Uh, well, you know, at first I'm thinking, boy, they are not doing much, anything for star Wars. <laughs> I mean, granted there's a ton of stuff out there for star Wars, but still they don't really do anything for star Wars. And, uh, Then the floodgates, open. they've done some, you know, little smattering of reveals, and then all of a sudden, here come the big guns, and no sooner did I mention, you know what would be great for Hasbro to do, is do concurrent HasLab projects, not just wait five months after the last one, like they've been doing. You know, don't even finish the Sentinel and jump on something new, and lo and behold, they haul off and reveal their crowd, You know, I hesitate to use the word crowdsource because these things yeah. are gonna happen. They're just making sure that the market is there and for things that retail does not want. And that is things that take up a tremendous amount of space and cost a lot of money. Sure. <laughs> so here comes the Razor Crab. Oh yeah. As the...
0: Um, big boy.
1: Yeah, as the latest big boy. And let me tell you, I'm in the process of selling off a lot of stuff, <laughs> toy dealing days, and I'm really thinking, you know, if I can get two thirds or more of this before the deadline, <coughs> I may jump on this and just do the rest on the credit card.
0: There you go. You should. You I don't should want to
1: put myself in big debt on this thing. But if I can sell off enough stuff, and I think I could, I mean, I just – somebody handed me a $20 bill for a a Tyrannosaurus I've been wanting to get rid of for a month now. Uh, You know, I'm just going to sock it away and just see if I can make it happen. It is a big mother. Yes. But it is so cool, and they've already unlocked the first unlock. I didn't realize that the, the unlock that I saw revealed today was the second and that's one of the things that's kind of cool is with the Sentinel, they introduce these, you know, tiered unlocking mm-hmm. of additional stuff. And it's a, an escape pod feature.
0: Right. Yeah, I saw that.
1: Like, yeah, that's okay. And then the, the, the next one is the uh, the child in the uh, hover pran. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now you're – and it, it's individually carded, so if you don't ever want to take it out of the package – you have that option. Right. Uh, on a vintage style card, no less, but th- this thing is a big mother and i think it was like 365 or something like that.
0: It's it's three it's 350 plus tax for sure. Yeah, it's 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 big. It's it's a big boy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same as the Sentinel what?
1: Yeah, cuz the Sentinel was ungodly amount of money as well. But if
0: you were tempted by the Sentinel I'm going to go on record right now and say, you should go for this. I am, I am going, I backed out of the Sentinel, but I'm kind of glad I did because now I get to back hero quest, which is the other oh, yeah. lab uh, panel that they, or the, the HasLab panel they did at PulseCon was on hero quest, which when I was a kid, man, I played that game till I, till I burn out the plastic. So I'm, mm. I'm super into being able to get that, but yes, they, they did do the, uh, the razor crest, which is fantastic. Good for that. Oh them.
1: absolutely. And I don't know what the level was on the uh escape pod add on, but they've already hit that pretty pronto. They've got a, a month and ten days to hit ten thousand backers and get the and they're gonna. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: You're
1: gonna you're gonna get this dang. But that means I've got a month and ten days to raise about three hundred bucks. That's right. And I've already had a, a local comic shop um buying some of my old stock of Star Wars stuff. (laughs) And that relationship may be continuing. I'll have to find out if they want stuff other than just vehicles.
0: They they currently, by the way,
1: Cole, they're currently at
0: 8,777 backers.
1: Oh, yeah, I just noticed that. So, So yeah, they're going to hit 10.
0: they got 40 more days. (laughs) It'll be fine.
1: I was was hoping that one of the unlocks would be the Frozen. It'll happen. It'll
0: happen. Yeah, they're probably
1: going to sneak in that. and like pretend like there's only two add-ons, and then they'll reveal. Oh, look, another. You know, once they hit that ten thousand, they're probably going to drop in another unlock. Oh yeah. Well, I
0: mean, but it's like the sentinel. The they're just going to keep going. I, I, yeah. I'm guessing they're they're feverishly working in a boardroom to figure out what they can put out as as unlocks for this. I'm positive of
1: that. I love the fact that they have the weapons locker, and it's not just a molded piece. Everything except probably the little bitty uh, thermal detonators. Yeah, appears to be locked in on a peg, mm-hmm. so you can pull all of these guns. Yep, that and then they what the thing that I loved because they didn't have to do was they actually have the turbo. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what they called the uh, facilities. The fact that they reproduced that brilliant multi-species. <laughs> toilet system, yes. So yeah. you can just imagine, you know, this Razor Crest has a gray hold,
0: right? It's fantastic.
1: fantastic! It's just absolutely fantastic. So I love the fact that they're they're jumping on this and they're doing it right. I mean, this is the thing that would never fly at retail. Three hundred and fifty dollar no. giant app oh, no. box is as big as a microwave oven.
0: So my question for you is this: Now, so we've had a Sentinel. Now we have the Razor crests. Uh How long until we have the USS Flag for those three and three-quarter-inch
1: Joes? I think they're probably maybe sometime late 2021 Okay. to allow that line to build. I think yeah. they're going to have to really test their waters. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still so many. Uh, you know, it's a little shy of how tall it should be, but it would be a great representation of Red Ronin. Yes, we've talked about in this scale. Yes, uh, there there's so many places that can still go with this, and it's—they're uh, proving that the sky is the limit. I mean, a lot of people are complaining. Oh, they're doing the Razor Crest. Should have been the Death Star playset, or this or that. And it's like, screw you. Yeah,
0: it's—you get a strike while the iron is hot.
1: <laughs> or the Sandcrawler. I'm like, well, you know, they—they they beat the drum that they were never going to do the march ever. Right. But that was before that was even a possibility. But I just don't see the Sandcrawler as being getting the kind of backing the Razor Crest, or the Sail Barge, or the Sentinel, or Unicron, or uh, HeroQuest. Yeah. Right. I mean, to date, they have only had one failure. Yeah. With Haslam, so that's pretty remarkable in its own right. Um,
0: So what else happened on this? Another reveal. Yeah.
1: That I just loved I, I love when I just when I find out that the things that I've you know talked about because uh, the Rancor Pit live uh, on Dallas on com, uh, 10 30 11 30 a.m. Central on the first and third of every month we did a an episode titled Hey Hasbro we actually did a back-to-back with Isle of Toys recently where we had these Hey Hasbro panels and talked about the kind of stuff we'd love to see and love him or hate him I've feel like Jar Jar Binks belonged in the six-inch scale for the longest, oh, yeah. and they, by God, there he is. Because when the original three-and-three-quarter-inch Jar Jar Binks came out in 1999, that tiny little figure had this meticulous filigree on his skin that occurs in you – know, that you see in the film. Yes. And I'm like, good lord, this thing should cost 100 bucks each.
0: <laughs>
1: Imagine how that would look in a six inch scale and we're going to find out and they they've got the value added because Mm -hmm. you know oh it's jar jar binks but he's got that uh energy ball chucking
0: yeah highlight stick and his riot shield
1: yes he's got the laser riot shield and he's got his thing yeah they they really he's got his pig sticker so he's got like the whole thing
0: they're giving they're giving the Jar Jar his due, which should have been done so long ago, and a character that I think is coming into its own now. You know, in a in a very meta way. You know, uh, with Ahmed Best and um, how positive he's been for the for the Star Wars universe coming out of like just the hatred that was foisted for years upon him. Um, oh,
1: exactly. And I think there'll come a time when other maligned characters start to see their – They do.
0: Yeah, I agree. So tell me – speaking of maligned, tell me about these holiday edition Black oh, Series figures, Cole.
1: Well, years ago in the three-and-three-quarter-inch line, every – for several years in a row, there were some really neat little um, holiday figures. I can't remember if they were exclusive to somebody. I think they were, like Fan Club or something like that. And they would do, like, they were based on Lucasfilm Christmas card. Uh, there was a great Macquarie Yoda with a sack of goodies over his shoulder. And they made a little figure of Yoda as, with the Santa suit on and the sack of goodies and the whole nine yards. It was really neat. And they did, I think the first one was the R2 and 3PO, where 3 is holding a, a Santa beard. And he's got a, a Santa coat and hat on. And R2's got these antlers. And... Then they also did one where the jaw was in sort of Santa's workshop setting. And that was great. And then the fourth year they just took a Vader an existing crappy Vader figure and made it kind of a metallic y red like a Christmas ball. Right. It was like, there's your holiday. And that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Well now they're taking existing stormtroopers and snowtroopers and range troopers, clone troopers and what have you. Giving them assorted weapons from other troopers, and just slapping green and red and white paint on them and candy caning them, and there's just precious little that's clever about these things. They're they're horrendous looking. Yeah, I don't yeah, understand. They look ac- They look like something someone would... You'd see this on a Facebook page. Like, I got a couple extra stormtroopers. I made myself a Christmas stormtrooper. That's that's great. But, you know, they're trying to mass market this crap. And then they've got the range trooper from Solo in a Santa motif. Yeah. And it's just a crappy retooling. And then they're giving you the existing Porgs with a little probably just painted on scarves and stuff. and, And Dio done up as Rudolph, I guess and Babu Frick and a bad sweater Christmas office party kind of thing going on. And, yeah, it's just they're bad. They're going to sell. Oh, they'll sell. They're going to sell like a mofo, and they'll be gone, and people will want the sky for them years from now. But they look mm-hmm. god-awful. Now, a fun reveal, and unfortunately I missed out on ordering this on time because I dragged my heels a bit and shouldn't have, was the um, – a lot. There's been a lot of complaints about this one. There's a lot of repaints. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know that as if exclusivity wasn't a big enough collecting assassin. Right. Bloody repaints. But there are repaints of a lot of the Mandalorian characters mm-hmm. as the end credit art. Right. Is the supposed motif. I'm really having to kind of squint to make that happen.
0: <laughs>
1: but, okay. But admittedly, I kind of want the Mando. Oh, yeah. the. So I've got this great shadow box cabinet I got at Ikea that hangs on the wall and it would be perfect to have all the different versions because I've got the original and the uh, carbonized and eventually I'll be able to lay my hands on the
0: uh, Beskar armor. Yeah.
1: And then to have this and and then they're also doing a Deluxe boxed set of the armor which frankly the level of accessories that that character comes with it just smacks of a cash grab because it's not really more than you'd get with an average.
0: Yeah, it's not figure. a lot. It's not a lot. It really isn't. Um, but it's a cool ass figure. It's yeah. cool looking.
1: And they're getting behind the Mandalorian in a big way because there's also a flame trooper or incinerator trooper rather. Uh, that actually looks pretty cool and then there's a um i guess it's a deluxe figure of boba fett
0: yeah it's the re- it's the return of the jedi deluxe yeah
1: and it's he's got the uh, a wonderful attachment for his flamethrower which i thought was pretty cool and then also the um uh, the kind of grappling line
0: it's reminiscent of that war machine figure that i picked up the the exclusive you know it's that level of of deluxe the $10 so more deluxe. One,
1: exactly. And what's fun with this one is he's also got his blaster rifle in two pieces.
0: Oh, nice.
1: With kind of yellow at, at the break points.
0: Oh, nice.
1: So it's you can have Luke slicing his gun. <laughs> now that's some fun stuff.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. All right. So, we're we're running short on time, so I want to run through a couple more of these panels, if that's okay with you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just and to just,
0: touch on a few I other ones. They're,
1: they're, they're doing a great three and three quarter inch redo of Queen Amidala in the black yeah. costume. Which, like, damn, I already got that, but this is so much nicer.
0: Uh, one thing that I did notice was carrying over from the uh, Star Wars line um, into the Power Rangers line is the carbonized figure. So they announced that the the first one's going to be the Amy Joe Johnson Pink Ranger carbonized figure, which is shiny and glittery, uh, which is really cool. Like, I I don't want to – it's another re, you know redeco, but they've had such good luck with it in the Star Wars line. Why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? And they have – if you have ever been – if you've been to a Walmart or a Target in the last six or seven months, they have gone – so hard into Power Ranger. Like every one of these out. Power Ranger iterations has the entire team and the bad guys um you know they they've got some really great uh, big ass monsters. You know we love bam around here. Big ass <laughs> monsters coming out um they've got uh the Pumpkin Rapper which the Pumpkin Rapper and King Sphinx look fit. Fan- the Pumpkin Rapper looks fantastic. If you <laughs> if you haven't seen um the pumpkin rapper from the original show um it, it is i'm i'm trying to find it real real quick for you um it is it is really really cool like it i'll i'll find it for you later and send it to you because it is
1: um oh it's dear god big, are
0: you looking at it now
1: <laughs> i'm looking at the whoa it's like upside down jack lantern head too it's yeah. makes me it fear
0: it's great like good for you like there's a lot of joy in the in nostalgia in the uh, Power Rangers line, <laughs> and I love that. I, I, I 100% love that. You know they're releasing the Power Rangers Z Omega Zor, which is awesome. Um, the Dino Thunder, which is a fan favorite um, line, is getting is getting released. Uh, you know some more of the uh, Z Putties, which are the the uh, their army builders. Which is great, like
1: they, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They've
0: kind of taken everything they've learned from their big lines that they've released so far, and are just throwing it all at Power Rangers. So God bless them for that, because that's mm-hmm. fun. Um, they had a big reveal um, for the um, for the Ghostbusters line um, with this the, a cool ass Ecto one, like deluxe, like three and three quarter, like like a big ass Ecto one that they're releasing. Which is cool, like you know, Ghostbusters is another one that they can't get enough of. It's like it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're going to release eight million versions of everything. They're also they're also revealing um, the Ghost Popper, which Cole, it might have been past your time, but it was like
1: a one of those foam ball. Okay, pop- yeah, I've had. I'm looking to pick presumably Ghost Popper right now.
0: Yeah, they're re-releasing the Ghost Popper. Uh, retro ghost popper which is just great <laughs> like I just can't get enough of how great that is and one of the ones that took me by surprise about how you know they did have a Transformers panel um, they talked about uh, Kingdom uh, which is the uh, they, they also have uh, all these Beast, beast Wars um, figures coming out from the Beast Wars TV show uh, really cool stuff I'm really excited for Transformers. I've actually started picking up a few Transformers um, here and there, uh, but again, just watching the Transformers team talk about the Transformer, you know, they're like the physics nerds of the um, of the toy of the toy world because they they love how it articulates and and how it, yeah. and how it.
1: Transform. It's always fascinating, you yeah. Know?
0: Like because there is mechanics involved. There's somebody work all that,
1: yeah. And, and all the dynamics right. out.
0: And one, yes, uh,
1: Go ahead, man. Warren uh, Jacobson actually wrote the other day and asked if I'd seen the uh, these new Transformers dinosaur skeletons. Yeah, thing.
0: yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them. <laughs> it's pretty rad. God bless them. <laughs> and, and on the
1: subject of creepy, I. Is this Rat, a new release coming up?
0: Rat? There's,
1: like, a Transformers that looks like a rat, and it's a damned good-looking, if a little clunky in some aspects, rat, like any of the uh, Beast War-type stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's downright creepy-looking, because it's got, like, this super realistic rat head, and then it goes into, like, really weird bloated disease rat body, because Mm -hmm. it has to transform into a robot, (laughs) but... Well, real quick, going back, just kind of a little overview, the um, the Hasbro, I think it was a Hasbro Pulse exclusive um, Tully's Bad Night.
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: The Ghostbusters line was a brilliant way to get a second dog.
0: You, yeah, yeah.
1: collectors without them having to buy the whole line a second time, because the irregular line builds the Demon Dog, if you buy all the figures. Yeah. Um, Probably a Target Exclusive, but the Zartan figure from G.I. Joe looks freaking amazing. Uh,
0: So, I was waiting to get to G.I. Joe because, again, we're going to talk a bunch about it in the next issue because of the Target exclusivity on Firefly and the the Viper, but the Zartan is going to be released as a mainline figure. So, the Cobra Trooper and Zartan are in Wave, what they're now referring to as Wave 3, along with, get this shit. (laughs) Cole, do you want to get mad? Here, get mad. They're releasing (laughs) two new figures, Zartan and the Trooper, and the other two figures in the wave are Roadblock and Scarlet. No
1: repaints, just re-releasing
0: the figures from the first.
1: Which everybody can find that one.
0: Right, because it's not Snake Eyes. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's yes, 100%. What the hell? They're. I don't know. They're trying to kill
1: this line. (laughs) Be- yeah, and it, and they don't have to pay anybody for it. Mm-hmm. That's the insane thing. But the, the the surreal.
0: Okay, so let's talk about GI Joe because it was the most frustrating panel and yet somehow the most beautiful panel at the same time. They did this thing where they had Roadblock got lost on Cobra Island, <laughs> and they had a they had a big digital map. And they would go to these different areas of the island and then then, then that would extrapolate out like it, like you're watching – um like you're watching a, a CSI TV show, right? Where it would like go to that place and then extrapolate out and they would do a figure there. And the panelists were the – two of the marketing team that were involved in, 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 in the acquisition of the art and the packaging, the sculptor for the figures who is – the most earnest and passionate man I've ever seen in a panel in my entire life. And, um, and then they also had the sculptor for the three and three quarter inch line. And then they had the the moderator. That was the panel. Um, but watching these guys talk about their figures, watching the sculptor discuss Firefly and how he made them and how he molded the drone to fit in the backpack and how, and the care and thought that he can't, that, that, that he put into the, the actual sculpting of like, I was telling you in the thing, he talks about how the face is scarred and singed from all the, ex- like, he was like, well, yeah, he's going to have a lot of mishaps with explosives, he's an explosive expert So we, under his mask. So we did a layer of his face and then we did the layer of the mask and the layer of the face is all scarred and, and singed. And then we put the mask over that. So you can kind of see the contour of the face under the mask. And I'm like, good God. And then the, the host asks, Hey, so looking at your Duke figure and looking at, you know, some of the other figures, the nose on this Firefly figure is really, is really flat. Why? Well, you know, I was, you know, sitting around thinking about the figure and really examining the figure and, and what I knew about the character. And, you know, I figured, you know, he has a short fuse. He was probably in a lot of bar fights, so he made his nose a little flatter, like it's been broken a few times. And I'm just like, holy shit. And the guy's, you know, just very, very, you know, just... Like he, like like uh, what was the name of the guy that was in uh, the 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 Italian guy that won the Oscar? He's just very excited yet demure about his creations, yeah. um, and about the mirror finish on the Viper helmet. But while all this is going on, and, and everybody and everybody's excited for him, right? And then they go to the art guy and they talk about where they got the art and how they and you know what the art represented and, and the process and who they chose and these artists and you know. All this stuff and how they made the packaging and, and, and the little the little details in the artwork that they put in and you know and while all this is going on and all the other panelists are excited yeah 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 show them this figure this figure is great and they would go to another section and show this figure you know they would casually drop and Firefly is a Target exclusive in the in the uh, in the Cobra Island line and then all of a sudden you would watch the comments while these guys are talking and it's just again a wall of just how dare you. How dare you put a, and, and, and rightfully so, how dare you put a, you know, a, an army builder as an exclusive that we're never going to get? Exactly. I guess I'm going to have to pay three times to a scalper again to get it. You know, maybe you should talk to, you know, the maybe Hasbro should talk to the target, you know, teams and employees about, you know, what is, what is apropos, you know instead of me having to, you know, find somebody that doesn't work in the toy department to pull these things out for me, because, you know, like all these, some of it's vitriolic and, you know, and, and hyperbole, but you know, other people are really hurt by this. People are really hurt by this. Um, And I know there are bigger fish to fry in the world. Right. But this is our corner of the world. You know, we live for this shit.
1: Well, and if you're, if you're a, you know, a consumer, You know, if your product is going out to the consumer and you're telling the consumer, you know, buy our product if you can.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: And it isn't recognizing. Of course, Hasbro, historically, you know, they beat the drum with Star Wars as a lifelong Star Wars collector. Uh, You know, Hasbro beat the drum for the better part of 10 years from about 1995 to 2005, thereabouts, that we're a toy company and toys are for kids.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then, very subtly, they started doing things like putting out ads for obscure characters that they were making in the Star Wars line uh, in comics that were like, you know, point zero zero eight two seconds on screen, now an action figure, or something along those lines, it's like, okay, now you are sending the signal that you're ready to embrace this collector, the adult collector market. And GI Joe has a what thirty year history at least, easily yeah thirty no actually more than that forty years yeah. more year history in this incarnation right I'm not even talking about the damn action and GI well, nurse and all that crap I'm talking about the Hama
0: <laughs> I want to send Hama down to Hasbro right now and G. see G. what Joe. he can't get done for us
1: and why we go hog wild on licenses. And pee all over your own property.
0: Well, and I think there. So, so the. I again, I think a lot is going to be revealed. Not yet. A lot is going to be revealed in the next year about what happened here. You know about uh, about how COVID affected this, about how the internet, about the strictures that weren't put in place, about what's happening. You know, with the Target stuff, and and to a lesser extent, I, I will say to a lesser extent with the Walmart stuff um but i but but they did send a flare up that they are releasing a trooper in the main line it's not going to have it's going to have a few less accessories which i'm fine with from an exclusive to a non-exclusive release right i think that the problem we're having here i think one of the main problems we're having here is communication Mm -hmm. i think that Whoever's on their communication team needs to be really clear about the fact that a lot of these figures are going to be released later, like a Baroness without the bike, or like you said, a Beachhead without the stupid beret, um, or the 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 trooper figure without the red bandana to signify, you know, that he was an exclusive.
1: And that's exactly fine. Let and the us thing. Know. Is Hasbro does have a history of releasing exclusives in non-exclusive formats. Yeah. And that's another thing we need to, as collectors, bear in mind. Uh, a lot of characters from the Marvel uni- Marvel Legends line that were part of big San Diego box sets, mm-hmm. not all of them, but a lot of them to date have enjoyed a general release. Right. Um, but a it, lot of stuff that was built a figure eventually became regular figure.
0: Right, and, and be
1: a deluxe version. Or and
0: for all of the bitching about those two Target exclusive figures, you know, and the wall and the fact that the three and three quarter inch is primarily Walmart exclusive. Um, you know, the panel was very well done. The 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 figures, by and large, are gorgeous figures. They've done such a great job making these figures that I can't. It's it's a I'm broke back mountain on these things. Like there have been plenty of times where I've been like, I can't keep going because I'm not going to. But I'm like, I can't quit it like i see the gung ho figure or i see the the cobra commander figure in the wild and i'm like i can i can't i can't let it go um but you know the gi joe line that panel was great like the panel itself was fantastic it's not the panel's fault you know Exactly. I, they didn't make this decision or this but
1: at deal. least it gave a for the fans i right. mean if there's a practical upside all this the fans were able to scream at Hasbro and say, what in the world are you thinking? And I, and we'll talk about that on the uh, collection assassin Well, and episode.
0: If I ever felt, so this is the last thing about pulse con that I watched. And if I ever felt privileged as a toy collector, it was watching the, um, the, the surprise panel from just in general for my take was the Zoids panel. Are you familiar with Zoids? You've got to be. They've been around. I remember forever. the
1: name. Yeah, exactly. And I remember there being a lot of excitement about the return of the Zoids. There are they're these big,
0: uh, giant ass robots that are in the shape of animals. You know, it's based on anime. It's based on you know model kits from Japan and you know back in the early eighties. Like you know it's huge fan base. They got toys that were released in America in eighty two under you know the name Zoids and, uh, Tomy of course, released them. And, you know, Radio Shack had some back in the day. And
1: Oh my God, that's y- right.
0: It was huge. The Zoids were just, you know, they were the thing. And for a long time, they dropped out of the zeitgeist, but there are apparently still an insane amount of rabid Zoids fans out there that just <laughs> weren't getting their Zoid fix. And then all of a sudden you had a Zoid panel where they were bringing back Zoids. And, you know, it was, the, the the juxtaposition of these G.I. Joe fans, myself included, just, you know, it, just losing their minds over <laughs> the fact that they couldn't get a Firefly juxtapo- juxtaposed against this Zoids panel <laughs> where the fans, might, because they announced a new series for Netflix, a new video game, and then Generation 3 Zoids figures in three different classes – like small medium and large classes you know the, the the bigger ones have battery powers uh you know battery powered uh you know battery packs so they can move and shit and and just watching these fans basically setting them on fire and like banging trash cans with sticks and speaking in tongues and running in circles because they were new zoids figures period yes was humbling it was humbling, to say the least, and, and heartwarming to know that these people are getting something that they haven't had for years, and, oh, exactly. and it's their favorite it's, uh... thing in the world. Um, I imagine it's kind of how you felt when – it's how I felt when I when there was a, a Drist figure, or how you felt when the Black Series was announced, you know, after yeah. after such a drought of, of decent quality Star Wars figures. Um it just that's and I'm and I'm glad that that's where we're ending this tonight because it was really really heartwarming um, to see a very positive fan base in the toy community just not caring about anything besides the fact that they're getting Zoids. God bless them. They're well, getting it didn't them hurt Zoids. That the
1: Zoids weren't damned exclusives.
0: That's well, I mean, they, they are. They would have
1: gone and burned Hasbro to the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they did go up for pre-order, um, and we'll talk about the pre-order fiasco in the next issue. But
1: do you have any yeah. final thoughts on Pulse Concole? Well, I do want to before we close out. I found the list for Bring On the Bad Guys. Okay,
0: let's let's end on that. Brilliant. Yeah.
1: Okay, there's seven figures. There's some conjecture here. Uh, a lot of people think one of them is going to be the build a figure, which you know is one that would make sense. But there's actually two that I feel would be big enough to be okay. But the list is the aforementioned Arcade and Dormammu. Yeah, you. You got excited about this. I had to look him up, and I'm still unfamiliar. Morg? Morg. <laughs> Morg's a very Morgue, Kirby-esque. Uh, a Herald, was, was he a Herald of Galactus or I something? don't Who wasn't? Let me see. <laughs> I just you know I love a Morg. Uh, from what, like X-Men 2099 or something? <laughs> Mr. Hyde. Can Quasimodo be far behind?
0: I love that there's a Mr. Hyde figure so much.
1: Nebula, the original with her long locks and her purple and black yeah. costume. Not the movie one. Uh, and then Anaconda. Thank God. And the thing is, I think Anaconda is going to be the Build-A-Figure because that would allow them to give Anaconda extra arm.
0: MORG was a... Oh, no. MORG was a... Uh... A Herald of Galactus at one
1: point. Okay, that's what it looked like. Um, you know, that would give you the, all Stiltman a lot of extra pieces to build her arms out. Right. And then, it is a Tuma. Yes, that another <laughs> of my wish list forever's, a Tuma. Thank God.
0: It's, it is a, going to be a good year to be a Marvel Legends collector.
1: Oh, An Lord. expensive
0: yeah. year to be a Marvel Legends collector.
1: Oh, and that happens so often.
0: It, you know, we we had a last year wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. Um, the I would say the, probably about the last twelve months from from now was not that great. Um,
1: well, with the exception surprises. of the arrival of things like the Deadpool yeah, and uh,
0: surprises
1: X Men uh, cinematics, that unexpected. Yeah, never yeah. imagined we'd get those guys.
0: Yeah, there were but a few damn, surprises. I,
1: but there's so much I want now,
0: but this, this year with everything that we've seen and we don't know everything yet. Yeah. Because we don't know everybody who's coming in the Spider-Man line. We know, we know we're getting a miles Morales and a, um, and a Gwen and a Gwen Stacy from, from the, uh, uh, into the spider verse animated movie. We know that there's a red Ninja in that line.
1: Um, but that leaves, I think J Jonah Jameson, I saw on one list, but I've not seen any images. See, That's crazy who is it going to be jk Sim,
0: jk simmons face like oh uh, how how amazing would that be oh but... god we you, just you know we know that we know that there's a a, a fairly sizable x men line coming that's got um that we know we know at least has um I, we can we know at least four of the figures in that line um but that leaves two or three out we know that there's a shang chi line coming we don't know what's in it yet um, there's a lot still to be revealed for this year when it comes to that. There's a lot to be revealed from all of this, from from every from every Hasbro license that we don't know yet. But what we do know is it's going to be friggin' expensive. <laughs> it's going to break our bank. That is call. so true. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap this up. This has been Pulse Watch
1: 2020. Amen um, to that. <laughs>
0: but I, I'm excited for the next show. To to actually talk about uh, this this problem of exclusives, I'm I'm very excited for
1: that. Oh God, uh, there's just so much cool stuff, and I'm I'm just chopping at the bit for uh, Friday to arrive when I get my Jocasta after all these years.
0: So you're gonna send me pictures of that Jocasta, right?
1: Oh, yeah, all over the place. <laughs> and yet again, before I finally uh, post my uh, build a figure trade list, I've got to add yet retake yet another picture because i'm gonna have that joe fix it torso that's right. unless you're building joe fix i'm
0: not but i am gonna name my next band joe fix it torso
1: <laughs> just one, well you should
0: all right plug us up let's get out of here we've we're, we've right. gone long well, by like a half hour but i don't care
1: yeah thank you everybody for joining us thank you for to andy for uh, keeping up this whole thing going on a school night like this <laughs> and uh the, I'm really excited. This has been a fun new show. Uh, a great compliment to Isle of Toys. And uh, you can find us here on the Jedi Cole Universe. I'm finally getting the, the first bits of the Jedi Call Universe revived again, post-COVID. And uh, we'll soon start having all the shows properly featured. But it's nice to have something other than Jedi Kids Comics. And it's inspiring me to do uh, some new stuff as well. Yeah. So, um, really great on that and be sure and check me out on dallas on on the first and third Sundays of every month with the ranker pit live from 10:30 to 11 30 a.m. Central and on the third Sundays of every month from nine 30 to 10 30 a.m. Central with Isle of toys.
0: There you go. So, uh, join us next time when we talk about the collection assassin, that is exclusivity. And, uh, you know, just in general, thank you guys for listening. And thank you Cole for, uh, once again, um, kind of allowing me to uh, to explore toys a little bit and you know going on this journey with me because it's been very rewarding. Um, you know, I forced myself to watch a lot of <laughs> PulseCon and I uh, I'm I'm the better for it I think. Um, so so thanks for that and uh, join us uh, next week for Hey Kids Comics and the week after for more. All the toys say
1: good night, Cole. Everybody, good night, playing everybody. with those toys. That's right, keep, keep playing with them toys. Goodnight.